have to stop I'll hanging leave. out with both of you. <laughs> What's after breakfast? What's before lunch? It's Austin, Texas. It's weird brunch. Donkeys. Donkeys. You're so Boston. Is that? I just only know that because of the. Yes. The it wasn't a TikTok at the time, I guess. I know it from Who Weekly. Yeah. Um, okay. Like I know literally everything else Same. that I know. I have no other knowledge. Same. That's not th- through them. So I just don't listen to as many podcasts as I used to. <laughs> so it's I absorb um, less uh, other people's like phrasing and wording. Do you listen to less because you are now on this one? No. She traded because, in her listening time to yeah. her talking time. Well, so when I worked at the sign shop, I it was like a lot of manual labor where I was just like making signs all day. So I didn't right. have to think super hard. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't have to focus on like words. So I listened to podcasts all day to the point where I was regularly listening to like 10 different podcasts and getting up to date on all of them within a matter of a couple of days and running out of things to listen to. But now I have to read a bunch of shit. So I don't listen to as many podcasts. Mm. I'm not listening to them all day. I'm listening to lo-fi hip hop all day. I have the same issue. Mm. I still like to have talking in the background for me. So I just put on podcasts and don't actively listen. I can't do that. Mm-mm. It's like, like getting a headache when you're a passenger in a car, like motion sickness. You're wrong. Okay. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Glad we you're established wrong. that. I've been um, debating being an early adopter of uh trading my car in with Carvana and getting a new one just because I don't want to get my oil changed. Wow. <laughs> well, that's just, do you want Brandon to change her oil? The most millennial thing <laughs> yeah. I've You've ever. had a couple problems with that car. I have, right? yes. And it's still relatively new, so. Yes. It, They're willing to pay me more than I owe, which I'm like, that's oh. good. Mm-hmm. And I am like, fuck this car, fuck this car, fuck this what car. What kind of car do you have? It's a, I don't want to get sued. Nissan Kicks. Okay. Kicks. Don't sue me. I don't think they're going to sue you. Leslie Nissan. <laughs> Leslie Nissan. So that's been a fun, do I do this, do I not, in mm. the last 24 hours. I say do it. But I mean, I'm low-key, like, yeah, it's the second biggest purchase of your life is always going to be a car, but, like, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like, kind of fuck it. What kind of car are you going to get? What are you going to trade it in for? Well, uh, my dream is a, and since they brought it back, I'm like, I feel like this is destiny, but the Ford Bronco. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Because the best marketing that's ever happened was OJ Simpson. Simpson, (laughs) And they were like, it's a white Ford Bronco, Ford Bronco, Ford Bronco. And so my seven year old ears, or however old I was, was like, yeah yeah i need it um but they're what are the new ones um they're kind of jeepy yeah they're kind of jeepy they also like the range of what they cost is so insane right it's like you can get one for 32 or you can get one for 94 jeez and I'm like, we get it, y'all. It can do special things. But if that 94 one totally can't gonna fucking use it. fly. What's the price difference? Thing. Like the 94 one that O.J. Simpson will drive it to your house and give it to you? Dude, Carvana, if you're listening. <laughs> pretty good marketing God. strategy. Double I down. I don't think any, anything we should do should get um, him any money. No. He can help no, it, he doesn't know. get money for it. It's yeah. part it's of his. Yes. Yeah. He owes this to the community at large. But also, like, 
did they stop selling it like right after that? I like when did they? Up. Yeah, that's a good question. That's, this was my shower thought. Was huh? I wonder mm. if they were like right. when did, once this blows did over. Sales of Ford Broncos dip or go up after OJ's famous production, 1965 to 1996, and OJ 90, 2000, 1993, four, two. Let's look it up. Three. Well, they usually you're producing a couple years in advance, so 1994, June 12, 1994. So yeah, maybe. I'm seeing it as June 1994. But well, I don't know what I'm referencing. Wikipedia, which is the People's um, Encyclopedia, and the I trust People's it. Truth. Yeah. Um, okay, so next question <laughs> that I can make y'all look up: uh, Has that ever happened before with a car <laughs> where it was like, uh oh, this involved is involved in something too much so not- bad? Yeah, not like, oh, this is the cool car from the Sting. Hmm. Like not limited edition, but uh oh, I'm trying to like I can't. I guess like Gremlin because they blew up so much. Yeah, but that's because the car was bad, yeah. not because someone like who was car bad that used the Princess Ford Diana Pinto. died in. Oh yeah, the Ford Pinto. But that's a car that also blew up, right? The, Princess uh, Diana did DeLorean not die is in also a, Ford a famous Pinto. car. <laughs> Could you uh, imagine? No, <laughs> I absolutely cannot. Uh, that's terrible. Ugh. I'm trying to think of. Crimes involving cars. Christine. What kind of car was Christine? I just always default to like probably a Mustang. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Christine was a Mustang. Shout out to my friend Christine also. Not a Mustang. Not a Mustang. Currently. Does treat horses. That's true. Oh, that full fun? circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, but like there's there's got to be one more out there where it's yeah. like this car is cursed in a way that is OJ Simpson adjacent. It was a, a 1958 Plymouth Fury. That's okay. the kind well, of car I that Christine was. No, hmm. I mean, Fury makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, no, nothing has that staying power like a Ford Bronco. Yeah. To me. If you or if, like the car that Thelma and Louise drive off of the cliff. I don't, but we're saying that it was car. A, yeah. It's not like, I just know it was and a that's not real life either. Yeah. Oh, there's Volkswagens. What's oh, up with those? The people's Vol- Volkswagen. Yeah. <laughs> As in the Nazis. Wagon. Use them. Oh. Yeah. It always comes back to Nazis, doesn't it? <laughs> well. <laughs> what a bummer. Yeah. If anyone well, can think of one, just let us know. Just call Whitney. Also, if you work at Ford in the... <laughs> I don't know, Imagineer department of Ford. Imagineer. Let me know. I want to know about this timeline. And thank you for bringing it back, (laughs) Ford. I don't have a dream car. Do you it? Oh, God. No, don't call it a dream car. I called it a dream. You said my dream was. The car I always wanted was a white Jeep Jeep Wrangler, like share hat and clues. I also wanted Like, I wanted that car so fucking bad as a kid. Because Mm -hmm. you wanted to be Cher Horowitz. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's what, yeah. When I was in middle school, it was a bug. When I was in high Mm. school, it was a white Jeep Wrangler. And now I'm like, what's up with this new Bronco that everyone's probably going to be like, the new Bronco sucks. Right. I support you. I I think you. you should sell your car right now and go out and buy a new Ford Bronco immediately after we finish okay. recording. What well, do you, I'm not that kind of rich, but what? But what do you do when the Bronco needs an oil change? You gotta go to a Mustang. <laughs> just never. This bitch it's never, never stops. Yeah. 
Yeah, I just have a list I'm going to go through. So but we're going to start at Bronco okay, and work our way down. Yeah. And then one day I'll just be in a Ford Fiesta. Okay. And everyone's going to have to deal with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I could see Yeah, I can that. give you a ride. Get in the back seat. I dare you. Yeah. God. Party with me and my Ford mm, Fiesta. Yeah. Um, well, welcome to Weird Brunch. Wee. Welcome to Car Talk. <laughs> welcome to Car Talk. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. another thing I know from my childhood. Was listening to Car Talk? Yeah. Well, not me personally, sure. <laughs> but I would be in cars that I had no choice. Absolutely. We're like such staying power, these Broncos and Car Talk Radio. <laughs> such staying power. I'm Lisa Friedrich. There she is. I'm Haley Lamond. And I'm Whitney Lamond. And this is, yeah, this is car-, car Talk. Yeah. But Car Talk, uh, where we don't actually know about cars mm-hmm. and probably between us, how many actual types of cars could we name this sounds like a game remember that categories yeah yeah oh yeah Yeah. we're not we're not we're not playing that that. no i was ready i was so pumped she's like mustang f-150 f-250 that's where she gets us mazda two mazda Uh, three i'm really gonna try to get this out tonight (laughs) yeah okay hey don't this put that pressure on you. on you. Well, yeah. I'm out of town after this and won't yeah. be able to do it until next week. So That's I'm okay, gonna though. try. Well, I will go fuck myself, I guess. Yeah. Go I fuck yourself. Where are you going? We are going to Bahia Mita in Nayarit, <laughs> Mexico. And we're gonna sit on a fucking beach and get hammered. I love that. I just, yeah. I love that journey for you. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Mm-hmm. you know people don't really do that a lot we're very unique in this mm-hmm. you know a vacation to a beach yeah, yeah. you're not like other it's, girls I am Whitney. not like them mm-hmm. at all mm-hmm. so independent woman yes i need to pack you haven't packed yet and you're leaving tomorrow no. morning why would i pack before oh, now i'm leaving for a vacation in a week and i'm already <laughs> yeah but um, you're going for like a month yeah I'm That's leaving different. in like two hours and I'm not packed. Yeah. You're just going to your mom's though. That's true. But you do. You say it like things. there's no stress involved. Yeah. But Lord. Yep. You'll make it through. Uh, I just got to get to that Bronco on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> She's taking a Bronco into the. I mean, it's also like light. time for the. Uh, what's it called? Inspection registration thing oh, yeah. too. So I'm like, well, now kind of two ticks. If if you go, if you drive to your mom's house and the check engine light comes on, I feel like that's it. Like, oh yeah, car is done. Yeah. Get now there's two things here. I have to do to this yeah. car. Yeah, throw it away. That's two too many. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was okay with one, but two. Let me get this app. Let me get this. I want a new car app. Yeah. Are you gonna do the car vending machine? Because Brad you? tried to do the car vending machine. Like I feel like he per in my brain, Brad purposefully t- wanted to buy a car from Carvana so he could do the yes. car vending machine. I was very excited for him to be able to do the car vending machine and it just didn't happen for them. How does it happen? Because all I know, <laughs> this really is car talk. This is. Um, all, like, all I know is like it's an app and a, and a site. Like I, I know where I can see the car vending yeah. machine yeah. on 35. I can see it. Yes. Is it real? Right. Do you have to put in a giant quarter? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like... 
five feet a tall bank note quarter and in you the shape roll of a quarter. It in, yes. And then it, but <laughs> the car also comes to the edge, edge. and then it falls <laughs> down. down. <laughs> go, 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 go. And it gets stuck on yeah. the other car, yeah. so you have to hit you it. Have to slam. Yeah. And then yeah. it's also, you don't choose. No. 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 It's it a surprise. You accidentally you open it put up. in the wrong yeah. number and you get like, uh, like you get a, four a Snickers. You get a, <laughs> you get a Snickers instead. I say that you open it up and you either get a little homie in the car as well oh, or like nice. like a Lisa Frank sticker. Yeah. yeah. Or like a cool good, temp tat. Yeah, exactly. Maybe a cool pencil. That was a thing for a minute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pencil topper at least. Mm-hmm. Or just like a bouncy Ooh, ball. Those, those sticky squids that you throw against the wall. Or the hands. Yeah. The hands. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. just like a big why, ball. Why did they want us to have so much sticky stuff when we were younger? Because it is fun. Gack. And that still exists slime. today. Slime yeah. is a big deal. Less. We yeah. handed out slime on a on a Halloween because we were thinking, well, not all kids can have candy. But that Nerds. slime was gone immediately. Oh, yeah. They were so pumped about it. I didn't even get to keep one. I feel like I got left out. Well, That's I'm going to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> you should have. No. Should have hit one. I wanted the children to have it. This is the only time where I'm concerned about children having a good time is on Halloween. Any other point, you don't give. I a shit. do not give a shit. Yeah. Not no. even if it's a child's birthday. No, especially if it's a child's birthday. What are you they want celebrating? Them to be, it's my party, and I'll cry. I just if won't I want go. To I just won't go. A child comes to me and invites me to the birthday party. <laughs> Um, declined <laughs> RSVP um, regrets. Uh, there's a lot going on. <laughs> However, they show up to my house for Halloween. You send all them, the slime they could ever you want. Send them a, a bottle of wine. You're <laughs> sorry, like, sorry, sorry, make sorry, it. Couldn't make it. Here's here's a nice Riesling. Here's some juice. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your parents will thank me. I do feel like everything that was sticky or slimy or whatever that was created was created by somebody who was like, I'm going to fucking get my sister with this one. Yeah. <laughs> this Give this to their carpets. children. Yeah. Yes. Ew. And then like the toy drums. And- Whoever did that was pissed at their sister. Yeah. I mean, I, I've definitely gotten all of my friends' kids stuff that is loud and or dangerous mm-hmm. and or annoying. <gasps> like, oh, my God. You know what? This perfect transition into my story okay it's about a child death it is yay i skipped my transition earlier because we needed time we did it's okay banter over story go i'm sorry it's just it really is is yours fun or is yours sad lisa (sighs) no what there is no answer why is it only it can only be fun or it can't just be like informative and interesting name any scenario in life it is either fun or sad uh fucking uh fun sitting down and scrolling (laughs) on my phone sometimes sad though let's be honest i don't know uh counting tiles on a ceiling oh blast Mm. yeah totally I or is so. it sad? It's or is it neither? So. You know. Okay. Sorry. Y'all Maybe? need to both shut up because Book report. I'm talking sad. about the most dangerous toys of all time. Oh shit. Hey. It's so relevant. I'm so excited. So with the holidays coming up, Uh-oh. Dr. Um, Whitney. I was thinking a lot about toys and I saw something about some whatever dangerous toy, not to be confused with the band, dangerous toys. So let's talk about some stuff that the Consumer Product Safety Commission, the CPSC, has recalled because these toys 
are too dangerous and probably absolutely should never have been marketed to children or humans in general. But what about puppies? Yeah. Um, Also, any, like, mostly it's no to any living thing. Okay. It's not conducive to living. Yeah. If you're into living, maybe don't don't choose this. Mm -hmm. But however, if you do want to kill a child, maybe this is the root. Don't look at me when you say that. I'm looking directly (laughs) at Haley. That's for for legal purposes. That was a joke. Fair. Also, this is already born children. This I wouldn't count this for. Lord. (laughs) Well, we don't count unborn children in a general kind of way. Well, this is getting a little hot topic. This is (laughs) look. There's okay. a lot of gray area. Yes. Okay. So up first on my list is the CSI fingerprint examination. Oh, kit that's new from 2007. <laughs> Very cool looking. Sounds fun. You got some crime scene tape. You got some like magnifying glasses, and um, the toy is based on the hit CBS show CSI Crime Scene Investigation. And this toy allowed kids to look for fingerprints and like examine, you know, crime scenes. Like, oh my god, how fun. But it turns out that the special powder used for the brushes (laughs) to find these fingerprints contained up to 5% asbestos. The... (laughs) How? There has to be an acceptable amount of asbestos that's now, allowed in things. There's, I'm I mean, you know, there are dangerous parts. A lot of children's toys have like alarming Mercury. amounts of lead in yeah. them or asbestos. Or well, it's like how babies that are born right now have an X amount of percentage already. of plastic. Yeah. Yes. In them. Yeah. So well, the baby plastic in. surgery. Oh, what? Somebody. <laughs> the alarm was sounded in November of 2007. But what? The cops are going to get Haley. Yes, they are. <laughs> Ma'am, the alarm you're wanted is for every missing child ever. Yes, is sounded in 2007, but the toy maker, CBS Consumer Products, oh, was no. like, we we want this to run through Christmas, so Just we're not going to take it off the shelves. But rather than wait for the CPSC, so many... initialisms yeah or whatever instead of waiting for them to negotiate the recall the asbestos disease awareness organization found a civil action suit to stop sales of the kit as far as i know i don't think there have been any deaths yet but asbestos can i mean if this was 2007 (laughs) they could start coming out pretty soon yeah asbestos can cause mesothelioma Mm -hmm. so you know those commercials will Those stay commercials they're in your so, head. still valid yeah. for a like, long time. If that was a car, yeah. I'd be looking for mesothelioma. <laughs> if you can see it right. <laughs> I can't. I neither can I. Up next, magnetics, which fun. Who doesn't love magnets? How do they work? Yeah. So I can nobody knows how magnets that work. Aren't fans? Yeah. Mm. No one knows about magnets work. It's science. It's and which, we're it's not scientists. Um so Magnetics was a like magnet building set with plastic and magnet pieces. Unfortunately, a bunch of the plastic pieces with metal and magnets inside of them would crack open and have like little tiny kind of pellets, I guess, of magnetized balls. And children kept eating them. But Mm -hmm. the thing about them eating like just regular metal balls versus magnetized balls is that mm-hmm. they're going to 
clamp together inside yeah. your insides. So, so when children are eating balls, so when kids are eating, you're balls, saying yes. metal is better than magnet metal. Yes, I am absolutely saying that. So if your kids are at home and they're wanting to eat some balls, yes, magnetic, give them non-magnetized non balls. Mm -hmm. balls. Yes, got it. Obviously, we know magnets attract each other, and after kids were swallowing, like one, you know. They're eating them Please, sparingly. They're delicious. Like, they're Please delicious. tell me that they were sticking kids they, on fridges. No. <laughs> uh, maybe some. Hold up soon. this photo of yourself. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> want your artwork displayed? Put it on yeah. yourself. Yes. <laughs> then oh, you'll stay God. there. So the magnets started to collect inside of these kids' stomachs. And, you know, sometimes it'd start to digest. And then you'd pop another magnetized ball down there. And that one would go... <laughs> and like rip through <laughs> tissue <sighs> to get back into uh, with its buddy I you know it's friend. gotta it's gotta get to his buddy yeah. in 2005 22 month old kenny sweet died mm. after nine tiny magnets reattached inside his bowels magnetics manufacturer megablocks released a statement saying it had quote no record or knowledge of a similar occurrence involving the story but the the company had received several complaints before about the magnets falling out of the plastic pieces and another 10-year-old girl had suffered life-threatening intestinal injuries from eating magnets. You know, don't eat magnetized balls. Ever? Ever. Okay. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Uh, I was thinking of how ever. I could work around this. I mean, I guess even eating a magnetized ball and one Hold on, on. it'll so, still but attract I'm, it. But right? I'm vaccinated, so I'm yes. already magnetic. That's yes, you know that's so true. just with is the five G. Will this like cancel out? No. Is you this how I fucked. protect myself against George Soros? No. Okay, okay. I'm just checking. No. So another question. Let's say hypothetically, I swallow half of a can of lead paint, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. then I eat one oh. of these. Does that? Give you the mentality of a baby boomer. Yes. Well, yes. yes. Uh, naturally, naturally. But does it also turn the magnet off? <laughs> we got to do turn some experimenting. Uh, yeah. Like when he said earlier that we aren't scientists, I think that's about to change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've got some big ideas going on over here today. Yeah. Um, so Megablocks rebranded the toy as Magnext in 2008. What? And I'm pretty sure you can still get them. Fun. Maybe you'll be the Magnext to die yeah that's true oh what a gamble next. yeah next what a fun gamble um next on our fun gamble of lists um <laughs> that was a little forced the, to be out there yeah you know yep. the hannah montana pop star card game which literally is just like a pack of cards and yep. you're like what why fun time uh lead was found oh <laughs> lots of lead so the American Academy of PT, PT Tactics, Pediatrics, recommends... I couldn't That's say That's the it. tactics you have the against defending tactics. yourself against children. The American Academy of Pediatrics recommends that no toy contain more than 40 parts per million of lead. Whatever the hell that means. 0.04%. Um, but it's also very alarming when lab tests revealed that Zero. Hannah Montana's pop star card game contained lead at 75 times that level a whopping 3,000 parts per million Hannah Montana 
wasn't the only toxic part of it. Another study found that 35% of all toys on shelves contain high levels of lead and nearly five of them contained arsenic and toxic cadmium. So those are fun. What did Hannah Montana say about it? Yeah. She said she's just being Miley mm. and she had to leave. Mm. You know. Wait. So wait a minute. Are I'm you gonna saying... blow y'all minds right now? But <laughs> Hannah Montana. She knows Miley Cyrus. Knows Miley Cyrus. Oh my, oh my god. Are. That's so funny. Yeah, it's weird. I've never That's seen it. them together. They don't, they in the don't same hang out together room. like in public, but they are. They're, they're like friends, IBF yes. internet best friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Also, it is point zero zero four percent. By the end so. of 2007, there had been 42 recalls involving 6 million toys that had excessive lead levels, but Hannah Montana stayed on shelves because the lead was in the vinyl, not the paint, and so it wasn't covered by regulations. Why is there so much lead? I don't know. What, also, what is it? Is it a filler? Is that why they add lead to stuff? I think it... it is it what makes it kind of shiny and they don't stick to Maybe mica. I was thinking it was maybe like the gives it some kind of weight behind like a card. I then mm. why don't you? Because you know how some plastic. Car- I mean, maybe it, maybe better. I could be very Haley, wrong here. Are you pro plastic? Yes, Winnie. I can. Tell. Plastics make it possible. Yeah, there's a future in plastics. <laughs> Never say that to me again. <laughs> the way she looked at there's future in plastic. I hate it. That's from a thing. I don't care what okay. it's from. I hate you. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> this is Deval. I'm really glad you're not going to be here on Thanksgiving. Good. <laughs> Just me this and the one, children. I feel like <laughs> I'm surprised we didn't have this one, and we might have. So snack time cabbage patch doll. Ooh. And we are all children of cabbage patch mm-hmm. I was born Heights. in a cabbage patch. Yeah, yeah, Haley came from a cabbage patch. I'm we literally adopted. <laughs> Very familiar with the cabbage patch. Did you come with a cabbage Kabbalish patch? Kabbalish posh. Yes. Um, like I did have Your a parents got a free cabbage patch with you. Between Disney and cabbage patch kids, I was like, I'm the most normal kid yeah. in the world. Mm-hmm. No one has parents. Yeah. yeah. Who needs So, them? like we were saying, cabbage patch dolls must have toy of the, what, late 80s, early 90s. Everybody wanted one, and they came up with a new fun one called the Snack Time Edition, and its little mouth would just go and eat stuff. So you would feed it little snackies, these like little plastic snackies, and the Cabbage Patch doll would, it would look like they would eat them, and it'd get taken down into their little tiny cavernous Cabbage Patch bodies or whatever. But there wasn't really like a good automatic off switch so when you turned it on a lot of children's like fingers and hair and stuff like the cabbage patch never stopped eating so it would rip out <laughs> children's yeah so a lot of kids like hair got ripped out <laughs> by the cabbage patch dolls and um eventually they were pulled from the shelves this that french fry but that french fry does look very very familiar familiar. we're looking at a picture under uh, how stuff works 10 classic toys that could kill you and it's a cabbage patch doll with a plastic fry sticking out of its mouth and it's i'm watching it's a crinkle cut and it very much has triggered a memory in me and i cannot identify it and it's a real french fry right 
No, I, I don't know if that was. I mean, it would eat anything because it didn't. But there they gave you nothing. like fake food yeah, to get there to There is it. fast uh, fake yeah, food that comes with it. I would be so fucking pissed if I was a parent and they, my kid is they're getting. They put whatever they can in I that know. kid's mouth, in the, the mouth. That's when you got the toys wieners. that like. How many kids' wieners got fucked up? Wow, Winnie. I'm wow. just saying. Wow. Or adult wieners. Well, like, you know they went I don't want to think about that. Could have stopped a kid wiener. We could have started it. We could have left it alone. Could put I'm just it, you could have kept you know it in the vault. Wasn't there one where it had like a little spoon and it would have oh, like, yeah. and then it would, the spoon would suck the thing back, yeah, but yes. it looked like it was. That's okay. the smart way to do that. That's a different. The you also have a juice. Peas, remember? Yeah, and then yes. the peas and you was put that it, a but cabbage it was, patch doll? No, that was, was like a regular baby doll, but it was like baby alive, but not baby alive brand. Is that the one that pissed itself? Oh God, I baby, wet remember. yourself. It was like that was what it was called. Baby, pee-pee they were pants. all called baby Lisa's. Let's be real. <laughs> okay, give this child a home. Yeah. <laughs> so get her out of the patch. Give her a home. She pee her pants. She's too big for this patch. <laughs> Not enough room in this old. patch for the all of us. I feel like the classic one is lawn darts. Yep. They were also called jarts. <laughs> For a little bit. No, <laughs> no, hold on. Is that what no. happens when you get hit Jarts. by a lawn dart? <laughs> yeah. In the head. I got jarred. <laughs> yes, I think so. How did he pass? Oh, he got jarred. like what you say when the when the big dart enters oh, your no, skull. I'm about to it's the jart noise myself. that made it. Oh, he jarred on me. He jarred on me. On me. So the <laughs> lawn darts were steel missiles with weighted skewers that uh, it was kind of like a combination with horseshoes and like some other, you know, fun stabby things. Not that horseshoes. Horse, it's a projectile. With horseshoes, but yes. After the deaths of at least three children, lawn darts were banned by the CPSC and they also recommended the destruction of all existing sets but there are pictures of people like there's this one with the kid lying down and it's just like straight up in his head all the way and then there's another dude with like a hole in his skull from the lawn dart that'd be a real fun (laughs) halloween costume i got yes a little stuck on this baby doll that pees itself and i found an article that's five best baby dolls that pee Yes. And Lisa is now changing her story oh to match my story. Mm-hmm. Okay. The I just last... don't think we need to teach children to be mothers. I think it's very strange that that's a common occurrence. I think kids, like babies, though, like have an interest in babies because they're like, oh, it's like me. And now I have my own little me and I'm going to do the stuff to it that it gets done but to me. But it's only advertised to, to women, though, to young girls. No. My buddy. My buddy, my buddy doesn't piss his pants. That's because boy dolls have wieners and girl dolls have <laughs> and wieners don't lady pee. wieners. <laughs> and Let's put a little true. clip on the end of it. <laughs> a little chip clip. Get a little chip clip. <laughs> but it's like the well, long, look. not the barbed we one, are just the long. considering just too long. many child adjacent <sighs> genitalia, <laughs> and I'm not interested. I'm sorry that I went as far as I did with that. You already did oh, it. Okay. Apologize. Last one on my list okay. then, and I don't think this has to do with any child genitals. Just going to throw that out there. All right. Or adult genitals. I'm proud of you yep. for keeping your mouth shut right okay. now. Yep. I, I heard so, it. I've 
felt it in my heart. This is called the Atomic Energy Lab. And it hit the market in 1950 from the people who brought you the erector set, which is it's one of the... related. That's <laughs> God, right off the bat. <laughs> erector sets, though, one of the coolest yeah. toys of all time. Yeah. Um, also really great shirts and gadzooks. What? Steel erector. Okay. Oh, God. See, it's always about the genitals. Maybe it's just Lisa. Lisa. I yeah. think it's just Lisa. <laughs> She's, mm, I don't know. Not denying it. So the Atomic Energy Lab hit the market in 1950, promising kids exciting experiments for junior scientists and was one of the most elaborate science kits available at the time. It cost about $50 back then, which in today's money would be an almost like, $600 yeah, oh my more God. Price, or gift. That's so, how much they were selling houses for yeah, back then. Yeah, it was very, very expensive. It came with a 60-page instruction book and a guide. For it, children? For children. I'm not reading a 60-page um, anything. It, well, there's a reason. So it, in addition to four small jars of actual uranium, it had beta-alpha, <laughs> beta, and gamma radiation sources. <laughs> it contained a cloud chamber, a spinotheroscope, which allows you to watch atoms decay an electroscope and a geiger counter so you could detect radiation in your house um, after you put it there yeah. yeah after you spilt your uranium mm -hmm. so one of the manuals laid out how you can split an atom the manual also had a comic book in it with a couple called blondie and dagwood bumstead and their mm. two their kids and their dogs and friends who explained all the basics of atomic energy that so like fun i mean i mean it looks i watched a video of someone laying all of it out and it looks fucking cool Blondie and Dagwood would shrink to the size of atoms while Mandrake the magician, who was a comic strip hero of the day, supervised their proceedings explaining of how to split an atom of uranium-235. In my brain, in my dumb, dumb brain, I was like, isn't like you split an atom and that's an atomic bomb, right? Like it's like crink and then it fucking explodes or whatever but no it's like a lot of mm -hmm. splitting atoms at one time mm -hmm. and like splitting atoms and nuclear fission is how we have um like nuclear power and all that so yes you can do it on a very small scale according to ac gilbert company who made it with their history of making science fun they made a bunch of different chemistry sets an american flyer toy trains like i said the erector set and then a bunch of different nuts and bolts hey it's all stem yeah it's, yeah, it's, it's very stem mm -hmm. the lab warned kids users should not take or samples out of their jars for they tend to flake and crumble and you would run the risk of having radioactive ore spread out in your laboratory or that's laboratory. just being a bad scientist yeah that's yeah. just like don't be messy yeah don't be messy um, was about there it. like a age this end up? Um, I don't know when they started doing that. Yeah, let right? me see. Because like eating those magnets. Okay, well, don't let three year olds get to those magnets. A seven year old. Right. I trust a seven year old. Maya shouldn't. <laughs> I don't. They're always plotting. <laughs> see if I can't find it. 
picture of the outside of it. But all in all, fewer than 5,000 Atomic Energy Labs were sold before being pulled from the market in 1951. They didn't get pulled because anybody complained it was just too expensive and didn't sell very well. Yeah, I can imagine. That's still really cool, then though. It's like super like cool. Yeah. In 1966, so 15 years later, in the Child Protection Act, they banned the sale of toys that contained ha hazardous substances. So that's why you usually can't find uranium-themed toys out there anymore. But when I guess lead usually. and asbestos. I mean, I feel like if lead, asbestos, fucking all of that is out there anyways. Like, yeah, but you're not just going to like slip uranium into... You might. It's probably expensive because of the uranium. You, but you might. Uh, there is a like way in... Part of the guide is that it teaches you how to look for and mine uranium also. Oh, so it's enterprising. And, you know, the like, really I'm pretty sure there was a setting thing a solid said, pathway for yeah. you'll America. Pay for yeah. it. They'll pay you for the uranium yeah. you mine. Anyways, those are my dangerous toys. Thank you for listening. I think the most I dangerous know. toy that we had as a child were probably moon boots. I love those things. I wasn't and allowed skits. to have them, so I will say that those were dangerous. Whitney and I so did not loud. get hot toys when they were new. Mm -mm. We got them a, like a couple years later because our mom owned a consignment store, clothing mm -hmm. consignment store, and sometimes people would bring in just like random stuff. And so anything like that, we would get after they were done being interesting and mm -hmm. like, which I guess is good because we still got to interact with them. Like we got a Super Nintendo in like mm -hmm. 1996 or something mm -hmm. like that. And our hair never got eaten by the cabbage patch because that was we probably see, got the one that was already kind of fucked up. I we, feel like my hair got eaten by so many things and I can't remember any of it. I just remember being like, crying. Yeah. this is on my hair. Getting gack in your hair, mm. it, like just crusting over. Remember that? I was <laughs> no. I was like a real OCD type kid, mm -hmm. like almost if i knew a kid that was like me i'd be like maybe we should i don't know maybe have a maybe have somebody talk to that kid because i was like I, I if i ate spaghetti it wasn't like the cute spaghetti's all over my face kid i was the i'm sorry what is this we need to clean this yeah. off please. i think that's okay this off, i find kids with shit all over their face gross and i hate seeing pictures of any child with snot in their nose please clean that shit up speaking of snot Disgusting. Whitney and I were outdoor dirt children. Yes, yeah. naked outdoor dirt yep. children. Yep, yep, yep. yep, yep. Uh, with a lot of cats. Just crawling Lots around in cats. spaghetti. Yeah. Just but not like on our pagan, face. Yeah. Pagan it wasn't cooked. <laughs> no. no, 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 no. Just raw noodles. Yeah. Haley used to eat raw noodles. I know. Oh, got like into uncooked it. noodles? Yeah. yeah. That, something about that texture was very. If I'm making spaghetti, I'll. You'll nibble I'll chomp it? on one, yeah. <sighs> Not for me. That, yeah, I don't. But I'm like, a, like I bite my nails, and I mm -hmm. smoked for a long time, and I, I feel like it's just Oral because, fixation. yeah, I just can't help it. I can't help it. It's who you I am. are a heavy smoker. Did y'all ever have that dog that walked itself? We had one that did those like flips. A white. Oh, yeah. Again, the little after the fact. Like, Same yeah. with the flip dog. Yeah. yeah, that was fun though. Like I was and it'd probably go, too old for it, but I was like, <laughs> oh, it was. I and then it go. Yep. yep. It never. <laughs> it always one. landed. It was magic. Yeah. yeah. I'd like another. How one do they? How do those work? You know. Probably magnets. Yeah, I bet it's some magnet. Yeah, an asbestos situation. Yeah, it's all a small atom gets split in it. <laughs> 
it's the culmination of every type of child's toy that brought us to the walking flipping dog Mm -hmm. it's true yeah it's that's incredibly true anything after that point what what why who are what is it an app (laughs) (laughs) who cares candy crush um i was just thinking about like oh maybe i'll ask santa for it and then i thought about the britney spears song that everybody just plays the Mariah Carey one, but nobody remembers the uh, Britney Spears Santa song. That's what? all. Wait, how does her Santa song go? Santa, can you hear me? I ha- no one. See, I when you do that, I hear I... Papa. Can you hear me? <laughs> which, which is, is the opposite of a different. Song. Yeah, a little bit it, of Yentl. Yeah. Here, let's. I can. Can't. Can't. I, I need it. I don't rem- like. I remember in Sinks. It was around that time. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. Which I was talking to John about this and we were talking about how nothing will ever be as great and a new Christmas song as Mariah. Like there's no crossing that. However, I do think that Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays from NSYNC did an okay job as becoming a new Christmas song, which is hard to do. Yeah. It's not nearly as famous. We're talking about something similar about how George Michael's last Christmas. Yeah, how Christmas music, especially like Lisa's finding out that she made up this song. No, I didn't. It's called My Only Wish, but what were you saying? That like fifties and sixties Christmas music is so American. Yeah, like. I, obviously everyone listens Being to christmas week that celebrates frosty. christmas but oh. that is so like specifically americana to me that other cultures aren't allowed to have that it's very i don't know mm. it's interesting play it let's hear it get to the chorus we had a better DMCA. be the fucking chorus it doesn't sound like the chorus Last night I took a walk in the snow. okay couples holding hands places to go seems like everyone but me is in I love this. It's cute. I've never heard this, though. I can't believe y'all haven't heard this. I feel this. like if you get to the chorus, maybe I'll be like, oh, okay. She doesn't I mean, there's the, like... She's only here for deep cuts of know. songs. She not even the whole to, song. Yeah, she, all, she will not it's sing the chorus. It's just the whole time. Like, wait. Did she make a whole Christmas album? Nope. No, it's just... I do not recognize this at all. Slightly familiar. This is blowing my mind. Well, I think it should chart this year to honor Britney. Yeah. Like, let's get it recharted. Yeah. Jart. To sell. Jart. Oh, there's like a million of these. Jessica Simpson did one. Well, it's probably different. Just a bunch of my only wish. Okay. Never mind. Okay. Well. I can't believe y'all right. didn't know that. I guess I Maybe it never came to Maybe our market. Maybe she's not as you know? free as we thought she was. Wow, wow. Can't even I mean, name the B-sides. back then. Okay. Is there a full Britney Spears Christmas album, though? Because I'm interested. I don't know. That one that I just pulled, was, well, initially it was from Ultimate Christmas. Like, now. Now that's what I call yeah, Christmas. Now that's what I call. Mm. Are you in mono again? Yeah, it's doing something Yeah, I'm going to pee real quick. Always got a pee in the middle. Fine. Like one of those dolls that pisses their pants. Yes. Drugs. 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 
We're back with drugs. Okay. Oh, your background is mom's picture. Yeah. That's so cute. Mom's good at art. But do y'all remember her song, Email My Heart? I think mom's I do. Mom's song? Yeah. <laughs> if mom had a... Our mom wrote a song called Email My Heart. Yeah. Mom's she very sings it to inventive. me all the time. She, is it like... <laughs> is it like, email my heart. Mm-hmm. Get... I, I think I remember email my what that was on like the first first one. album right? yeah yeah Ugh. she's had some good shit out there dang it's like digital get down which yes. I guess was probably more popular than email also my wasn't it all about just perving out on the internet just you like. and me if we can't get together naturally then we can get together on a digital screen and that man is like that really should have circled back last voting year online so I'm original sure. only fans yeah um, asl so no one's gonna answer ASL. me i don't know no one. Names, location. Just, let's start ignoring lisa entirely <laughs> Shit. i've been dead this whole that time dead. Yes, yes 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 oh um i can go next if you want oh Put can you now, well i have mine open yeah, I'm not there. here. I'm gonna eventually go. That's I'm not right. even Lisa's a real person. And Did you Haley hear something? didn't get to go last time. I didn't get to go last time That's because true. of my own faults. And I did text you this to make sure that she we did. hadn't done it yet. She did, which is a, it's good that you did. Yeah, because it was on your list to do. It was from on what my I list. <clears throat> okay, but not on my done list. All right. <laughs> this is such a holiday. <laughs> it really it, is. It feels very holiday. Uh, <laughs> okay. 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 Pass the goddamn beans. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, in the afternoon of February 12, 2010, Professor Amy Bishop attended a faculty meeting for the biology department at the University of Alabama in Huntsville. Amy, usually a very active participant in meetings, was quiet as much of the discussion did not apply to her since she would not be at the university the following semester. About a year prior, the majority of the people who sat in this very meeting had denied her tenure. Now that the end of the semester was coming, and thus the end of Amy's seven-year career at UAH was too. As she sat brooding for the 45-minute meeting, Amy's demeanor did not go unnoticed by the other staff members. What the attendees did not know was that Amy had a gun in her purse. Amy was born in 1965 to Judy and Sam Bishop. She grew up in Massachusetts and completed her undergraduate degree at Northwestern University in Boston, where her dad was actually a professor. Um, And this is where she met her future husband, Jim Anderson, where they would go on to have four children, Lily, Thea, Phaedra, and Seth. She started her PhD program in genetics at Harvard University in 1988. She published at least four scientific articles between 1994 and 1998, as a lead or co-author, um, and after completing her PhD, she was an instructor of medicine at Harvard Medical School. She joined the faculty at the department of the Department of Biological Sciences at the University of Alabama in Huntsville as an assistant professor in 2003, and was teaching five courses. At the time, she was the sole provider of the family, as Jim had a hard time keeping a job. He also went to school for something like vaguely sciency. So he was a state home dad kind of kind of it seemed to be so um he would have some like lab assistant jobs that amy would get him but he couldn't really hold on to one she at one time described him as quote too smart to work oh must be nice god i hate which is i don't think that's a thing no no it's really not not when there are literal scientists no 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 uh her and jim actually had collaborated on the invention of an automatic automated cell incubator that the president of UH had quote had predicted would quote change the way biological and medical research is conducted. So they got kind of worked together on stuff, but 
never really had a job. However, um, <laughs> sorry. What? It's so fucking funny that like Huntsville, Alabama has some of the smartest people right. in the well, world. Well, they do call UAH Huntsville the MIT of the South. I mean, it is. Like, yeah. the, the NASA is there. Yeah. Like, it's... It's, it's wild. Smart. Yeah. So I've done comedy there. It's not all that smart. Well, highbrow, lowbrow, good at science, good at comedy. I don't know what the crossover is. Not much. Not much. Mm-mm. So because Amy was pursuing these patents, so the cell incubator thing, and not writing papers, she only had a few publications. The chairs of the bio department at UAH had warned that failing to publish more could jeopardize her prospects of tenure. It would appear even after these warnings, she really didn't make any changes in her academic pursuit. Yeah, don't threaten me. Well, you have I'll to write when you... I'll write when I feel inspired. Right. Well, you should be publishing stuff because that is how you get tenure as a mm-hmm. university professor. Well, maybe she doesn't care. Apparently not. Amy don't care. Yep. She wasn't inspired. Um, she did publish one article in 2009 in the International Journal of General Medicine, which is an online publication widely regarded as a vanity press. And her children and her husband were listed as co-authors. Uh, Jim explained. How old were th- no, I don't, it, the they? were all two. born between 91 and 2001. So they're, so they're, old, they're the oldest writing. is a teenager. Yeah. And Jim explained, we were going to do a lot of work side by side and bring the kids in on it like the Curies did. And they had been um, featured in a Wired article about the time about their incubator because, I don't know, I read some of the description of what it was. I'm like, this is sciencey things. It's it's yeah. very Elizabeth Holmes, but maybe actually effective. They were, actually, they were doing something, I guess. Elizabeth Holmes looks a lot better with a mask on her face. Wow. 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 I Don't had that thought all. today. I have worn, I mean, I do. I do too. I've worn um a <laughs> of my face a mask black and sunglasses. Yeah. I've worn a black turtleneck shirt a couple times in the last Ooh, few weeks. Yeah. And I'm feeling very very I dro- my my voice drops a couple octaves. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Welcome. Welcome. You, uh, this is my vial of blood. <laughs> <laughs> so she publishes like one kind of like article in a not great publication. She was, so she was, she had five classes at this time at UHS and she was also kind of a shit professor. She would occasionally tell students that they were not as bright as the kids at Harvard. Um, really? Surprise. <laughs> Cause she went to Harvard and she taught undergrad at Harvard for a couple, Harvard for a couple years as well. That Could you imagine <laughs> like, good Lord, <laughs> which is fun. Well, it's funnier because, um, Many of Amy's peers at Harvard later described her as a weak doctoral candidate who did not deserve to have received a PhD. Yeah. So she wasn't even that great at Harvard either. She also abruptly dismissed graduate students from her lab and many others requested to be transferred. So she sucks. She kind of sucks. I know that that probably like really upset those (laughs) young adults that she was saying that to. But man, I hope that they are laughing now because that is so funny to say. Yeah. In the spring of 2009, she was denied tenure. At least one member of her committee expressed concern that she was, quote, crazy and that he had worried about her mental health, quote, five minutes after I met her. (laughs) lord i bet people say that i know it's like yeah yeah um so amy after she was denied tenure appealed filled a series of appeals she even hired a lawyer at one point in mid-2009 she drove to the university and parked in front of the administrative building sat in her car called the president of the university and announced that she was going to be coming upstairs to discuss her tenure case Mm. she was told by the, the secretary in the office that 
President Williams would not meet with her and that she was not to enter the property. And she saw the president and the provost being escorted out of the building by the police. Amy told a friend at, after the fact that they acted like I was going to walk in and shoot somebody. <laughs> Interesting. What her friend didn't know is that Amy had actually shot and killed someone before. <laughs> So let's backtrack. She got she got denied tenure in 2009. Let's go back to 1986 when she was 21 years old. And she was a, still a student at Northwestern, in, um, an undergrad at Northwestern in Boston. Bishop fatally shot her 18-year-old brother, Seth Bishop, at their home in Braintree, Massachusetts. Ew. Get past dick, it. Right? <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's a, it's a quaint, beautiful town in Massachusetts. <laughs> I did a little Google mapping around there. It's lovely. But if you draw a tree in a brain, what's yeah. that? Yeah, it's just south of Boston. It's cute. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the incident in which uh, Bishop fired at least three shots from a 12-gauge pump-action shotgun, one into her bedroom wall, one into her brother's chest, um, and one into the ceiling um, in the kitchen. Those were the... That's where they ended up, or that's where they... Boom. Boom. I'll get you through a timeline on it. So... In statements to Braintree Police that day, both Amy Bishop and her mother, Judy Bishop, described the shooting as accidental. Amy, who had been alone in the house that day, had retrieved the gun and loaded it as she had reported to have been frightened of potential intruders. Their home had been previously burglarized not too long before, and that's why they had the gun in the first place. Her dad, Sam, went and bought it. Lord. And so she was at home alone was apparently scared of intruders coming in. And so she went and went to her room and loaded the shotgun. She was fiddling with it upstairs and shot it. And it shot a, she shot through her vanity and into her wall. And she was like, Hmm, I don't know how to unload this thing. Um, okay. About that time, her brother and her mom come home. She walks downstairs carrying the gun, basically come up to them and like, I don't, I don't know how to unload this gun. Seth is the one that showed her how to load the gun originally and so she is handing the gun barrel first to Seth and it goes off directly into his chest. She's 18. She's 21. He's she, he's 18. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. So it goes off, hits Seth and directly in the chest and he drops and starts to bleed out. How? I'm sorry. I'll get back I, to it. Okay. <laughs> After a brief inquiry into the incident by the state police in 1986, they repeated the Braintree, um, they determined that the initial assessment that the shooting was accidental and decided not to f- file charges. The report also failed to mention that Amy had fled the scene. This is when the ceiling got shot because she okay. pumped it again and shot the ceiling. She takes off. She runs through the woods. I looked it up about a mile and a half through the woods, ended up at a car dealership and tried to stick up the mechanics to get keys so to she a could get a car. <laughs> This was, well, this was 1986, so Broncos were definitely around. Mm-hmm. Um, this would be, should be a trendsetter because this would be pre-OJ, but mm-hmm. I don't think so. All crime. Broncos. <laughs> Broncos. Mm-hmm. Uh, requested the keys to the car because she was, quote, on the run, and the mechanics just take off. They're like, what? This crazy kid with a gun? Absolutely not. The cops show up. They talk her down. So she ran. She's still holding the shotgun. Yes. She ran a mile and a half holding a shotgun. Yep. Okay. Yep. And so the cops talk her down, and they... They, they she ends up being released and not being charged and everyone's kind of like well that's kind of weird but I guess if they ruled it an accident like what can you do and then there was some mention that Judy's mom was a part of the local government and could potentially have had sway over the police chief at the time but this is very much speculation and I don't feel like getting into it because it's just it's too much and it's not worth it and it doesn't go anywhere 
Um, so would she like, can I please have keys to a car with a gun in her hand? I don't think she said please. I think she like tried to stick up the mechanics okay. to get, yeah, she was, it was, she was trying to get away. So she's just, okay. Which I don't know how I would react in that situation. Would I try to, I don't know. I mean, your panic, that, your shock. I, I, I leave. And yeah. admission of guilt to me. Well, yeah. but she knows she did it. Right. But the, whether or not it was purposeful is kind of yes, the thing. Yes, I think it was there. There, As this gets more editorialized throughout, like yeah. once we get to kind of modern day, a lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, the, the kids are really competitive with each other. And the parents are like, no, they're, they were competitive with each other the way like me and you were competitive with each other. And I don't even you own a gun. me though. Anyways, um, Whitney, mom was This is so much like Haley crime. This is Haley's crimes. Assumed crimes. Okay. So Amy was really never the same after killing Seth, as you can imagine. Now back, uh, February um, 2010 in this faculty meeting. So Amy's sitting silently in this meeting for the biology department at UHA's that she basically just got fired from. Um, and as the meeting was concluding, she stood up, pulled out the nine millimeter Ruger semi-automatic and sh- shot six people. Their names were uh, Gopi Padilla, Maria Raglan Davis, Adriel D. Johnson Sr. Those three people died of their injuries. The three other people who were shot were Louis Rogelio Cruz Vera, Joseph G. Leahy and Leahy and Stephanie Montecilio, who were all biology professors except for Stephanie, who was a staff assistant. The three other people were released from the hospital um, and didn't die from their injuries, but three people died because she straight up shot them. Her friend, Deborah Moriarty, yes, like from Sherlock mm-hmm. Holmes, when the shooting happened, she had noticed her demeanor like kind of the entire meeting and had mentioned to herself like I should really talk to Amy mm-hmm. to see what she's planning for next year and see how the job hunt is going because she was one of the people like she was one of her only friends in the department that they were actually close because she was obviously had a history mm-hmm. of being kind of kooky she actually like voted against her tenure and they managed to be cordial and remain friends after the fact mm-hmm. Gopi the chairman of the biology department the one that he she shot first actually voted for her to keep her tenure so kind of like the the motive that this is it seems apparent but it doesn't really it's work out a in little practice. chaotic yeah. yeah so her friend deborah dived underneath the table and grabbed bishop by the legs and looked up and screamed amy don't do this think of my daughter think of my grandson bishop looked down turned pointed the gun at her and pulled the trigger Oof. and it jammed <gasps> She gets up and and um, Amy's trying to click it and it just keeps clicking and she's confused and she's angry. And so Bishop, Bishop is freaking out and she's angry at this. Moriarty, Deb- Deborah, then attempted to stop Bishop by approaching her and asking her to stop. And this helped push her kind of out of the room, like back because she's trying to get the gun loaded. They get her out of the room and they're able to pull the door shut and barricade it. Um, and of the other, what some, one of the other f- survivors says... Uh, Deborah Moriarty was probably the one thing that saved our lives. She was the one that initiated the rush. Um, then the shooting entirely lasted less than a minute. So meeting ends up, bang, 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 push her out of the room, pull the door closed, and that was it. And three people were dead. Three other people are bleeding out on the floor. And seven people are basically trapped in this room with these with people dying. Well, and it felt like an hour. Oh, 100%. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like even you just describing it. Right. Like- yeah. So Bishop then goes downstairs, downstairs to the ladies' restroom, rinses off the gun, stuffs it in the trash, along with her bloodstained plaid blazer, calls her husband, Jim, who would usually pick her up after classes, and said, I'm done. She left through the back dock, and there was a sheriff there ready to apprehend, apprehend her. Huh. Yeah. So 
why? <laughs> why did she do this, right? So the rejected tenure application the year prior to the mass shooting seemed to be the motive, you know, anger, revenge. But like I said, the chair actually voted to keep her. Her friend voted against her. Mm-hmm. Um, and the media initially, because like media were top, on top of it immediately. This is post-Columbine. This is, yeah. they're there. And so that motive comes up. And the media painted it initially as a professor who also, snapped. A, a female. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, there are not many huge. female yeah. mass shooters at all. Because we so, have our shit together. Yeah. You know, and we just kill our children and our spouses. Like, we go straight to the source of the issue. Yeah. Because um, we have our shit together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pointed. So it's initially painted as a professor who snapped. The pressure of academic life just being too much, especially tenure track. Then more information started to come out about Amy, notably the incident with her brother um, back in 1986. So that kind of tinged it a little bit. Like, maybe this is a history of violence from this woman um also it came out that amy and jim were suspects in 1993 of a letter bomb plot what Uh, paul rosenberg a harvard medical professor received a package containing two pipe bombs that failed to explode rosenberg was bishop supervisor at the neurology lab at a neurology lab bishop had allegedly been concerned about receiving a negative evaluation from rosenberg and reportedly quote had been in dispute with Rosenberg. Bishop resigned because she felt like she could never meet the standards of work there, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And according to documents, um, based on interviews about her, she was visibly upset and the on the verge of a nervous breakdown at the time as a result. Jim Anderson reportedly told a witness, that's her husband, that he wanted to shoot, stab, or strangle Rosenberg prior to the attempted bombing. Anderson, he denies that that ever happened. (laughs) There was also, pretty soon after, Amy gifted one of their friends something nitrate, something basically like 10 pounds of it as a joke, Mm. as like a funny (laughs) ha-ha, like jocular. (laughs) Not funny. Jocular. Yeah. So they were never charged for anything, but they were suspects of it. And this was also, that time was during um, Ted Kaczynski. I was about to say Unabomber. this is so a professor got a the mysterious early mid 90s was and he noticed really he was like this seems a little uh, this seems a little right. so they were fine and Amy had also kind of made jokes <laughs> she makes some weird jokes about creating a herpes bomb hmm. um I mean yes dirty warfare yeah she would do she was also she took like creative writing classes when she was in school and she actually wrote three novels and that they all were, sucked that i don't know they were never got published um but she uh not even on she wrote three no no not even this is pre-kindle man Dang. can't really self-publish yeah, she, could, like, put it out now. she well she wrote the she wrote them and they're all basically like mirrors of her own life like brilliant mm-hmm. scientists who is being held back by a death in her past that maybe was dubious and also also talked about herpes bombs and that so she had some kind of bomb knowledge i don't know it's like hunger games um besides the bomb there was also an ihop incident oh who's had an ihop incident well it's usually only a incidents, incidents happen at ihop um in 2002 so her and her family went to ihop and it was busy they got sat they asked the waitress for a booster seat for their youngest child, Seth. They yes, she named Seth after her mm-hmm. dead brother. They actually have the same birthday. The brother she murdered. Isn't that creepy. Oh God. Yeah. Anyways, and the waitress like, sorry, we just gave away the last booster seat to that family over there. And Amy freaks out because they were there first. And according to the police report, Bishop walked over to the other woman, demanded the seat, <laughs> launched into a profanity-laced rant. When the woman would not give up the seat, Bishop 
punched her in the head repeatedly, all while yelling, I am Dr. Amy Bishop. This woman is unhinged and needs to She was never hinged. Yeah, there was no hinges. She needs to At least after she was in the early 20s. Bishop was charged and pleaded guilty to misdemeanor plus uh, misdemeanor assault plus disorderly conduct and received probation. Um, she was supposed to take anger, anger management classes as a condition of her probation or whatever, but there's no record of her actually doing that. It might have helped a little bit. So those are a couple of other incidents that happened. And the rest of her life is just sprinkled with people being like, ooh, she's a little nuts. So after the shooting, and Amy initially wanted the death penalty. She wanted to die. She actually attempted suicide in prison and was unsuccessful. Suicide back up? Yep. Well, no, she popped was... a safety razor out of a razor and went to town. Well, it sounds like... Suicide by cop failed at first. Yeah. And now it's. Yeah. Her, she has no recollection. Supposedly, she has no recollection. Like, she blacked out of the actual incidents. Yeah, I'd block that too. Yeah, no shit. Mm-hmm. Um, her lawyer convinced her to plead insanity instead. But on September 11th, 2012, Bishop pleaded guilty to one count of capital murder and three counts of attempted murder in order to avoid the death penalty. I don't know what the thought process is on that because she seemed like she really wanted to die. So Amy Bishop was sentenced to life without uh, in prison without the possibility of parole on September 24th, 2012. They also, at the same time, because there was this media frenzy around it, they reopened the investigation into her brother Seth's death because there was enough uh, speculation that it yeah. wasn't investigated properly. You Af- don't accidentally shoot a gun three times separately with time in That's between. The, here's the, the thing about a shotgun, too, is you have to pump it again. Yeah. You have you have intention around using it, as opposed to it's very, it is very suspicious. I don't know. I don't look, read it. There's two really great articles about this. One is a New Yorker article from right after the trial was happening and a Wired article, which gives a really good timeline breakdown kind mm-hmm. of of everything that's happened in her life and all of the incidences and there's a lot of detail like half of the articles about Seth's death and everything that happened around it and it's very complicated Lisa would you like to say something I'm um <laughs> like I don't understand how even when she's like handing it over to him like how do, you'd have to pull a trigger if mm-hmm. and uh it's also very common for parents to be like one's dead the other one no it's fine it's fine it's fine the other one didn't do anything yeah and early 20s is kind of when if your Mm -hmm. brain is kind of leaning towards instability in whatever form or fashion uh it's usually diagnosable that's when it starts to happen yeah she does mention that she right after seth does she started hearing voices that would kind of come in and out throughout her life usually Mm -hmm. heightened in times of stress the other thing she noticed is that she had really bad so she had asthma growing up which is kind of what led her into wanting to get into the sciences because Mm -hmm. she wanted to cure asthma and she also developed some allergies and her having allergic reactions like hives when she was stressed out would trigger the um hallucinations and i actually looked up because this was really interesting to me that in the last couple of years, there have been studies that show that allergies can be onset to, I don't want to say just schizophrenia, but. Well, isn't that the thing with black mold? Yeah. Like it's huh. a similar, you're inhaling But it's just her and it's her whole family. You know, if it right. was something like that, you would think the rest of them would be affected by it. Yeah. But we're, again, this is all just speculation. We don't, she had stated that she 
once she was in prison that she was schizophrenic and was needing med- medicine for it, but her lawyer was like, she's never actually been diagnosed with it, but they are medicating her. So who knows? I mean, you'd think when she got to prison, they'd be like, all right, let's evaluate this woman no. and figure out what is the matter with her. That so puts a certain a amount of responsibility mm-hmm. on the prison to take care of her. Mm-hmm. If that is their um, undiagnosed is a lot easier to manage because they can just fill them up with drugs. Just a bunch of chill out pills. So right. horse drinks. They om- so they reopened the investigation in Seth's death, um, but the dis- district attorney in Massachusetts decided Amy Bishop would not be prosecuted for alleg- allegedly murdering her brother, though his death was reclassified as a homicide, not an accident. The reasoning was now that Bishop was scheduled to spend the, her, the rest of her life behind bars for the murder charge, and there is no death penalty in Massachusetts that they wouldn't extradite her because it would make no difference. She's still spending the rest of her life in behind mm. bars. So they just kind of dropped it. She did get indicted, but they never, they never um, went to trial with it. However, she wanted to go to trial for it because she wanted to be proven innocent. So that would be off of her name now that it got brought up again, but they're obviously not going to do it. So that was um, in 2000. 12 is when she was finally sentenced and she's been in prison for eight years now she's still kind of an asshole (laughs) like just briefly she gets beat up sometimes there was one instance where someone hit her with a lunch tray which i kind (laughs) of giggled at and she's just kind of an insufferable know-it-all it it would seem um which is pretty par for a course she looks like it yeah she has this really severe page boy haircut you should definitely Mm -hmm. look it up i'm not here to judge her looks but they certainly don't help the last thing i want to say is so her younger son seth who was named after his late Mm -hmm. uncle that he never month um on april 29th 2021 so that's this year 20-year-old seth bishop anderson the son of amy bishop died in huntsville hospital in huntsville alabama where he'd been brought with a gunshot wound. 18-year-old Vincent Harmon has been charged with reckless murder in what police have only referred to publicly as a shooting incident. So her son, who was named after her brother, who she shot, died at 20 years old from getting shot this year. How weird. And I tried to, this is really recent, so again, April, and I can't find what a shooting incident means anywhere, and it hasn't really been updated. But that's Amy Bishop and kind of the tragedy of her life and everyone in it she fucking sucks yeah, she does i feel like shooting incident typically means like kids were fucking around kids and were maybe fucking it was around. on purpose maybe it wasn't maybe it was right. like a low class drug situation well it's a what class it I brings mean, up stage was it now. an accident or was it on purpose right. much like his namesake right and we'll never know Oof. Oof. creepy yeah you can also their house you can go look at their house and it it's like a cute victorian with a wraparound porch that's the one that they got shot shot her brother that's the other thing is they didn't move out of the house after that she didn't get any kind of therapy (laughs) she would have to like she would have like breakfast in the kitchen that she shot her brother in absolutely not no 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 yeah she like fucked up but she also was fucked up yeah I think any other time that you would probably receive, I don't know, a little bit of therapy, a little bit of counseling, nothing, just straight back to living your life. Yeah, I want to know more about her parents. Yeah, read. There's a lot. That New Yorker article is like 15,000 words. It's really, really comprehensive and awesome. You should read it. Yeah, so your story is maybe fun, fun or sad. What do you got? Yeah, I have one. Then I, if we have time, I've got like a really short one that's just a birthday gift for Whitney. Um, Ooh. So I wanted to talk about Joe Medicine Crow. Old Crow Medicine Show? Mm-mm. Like the band? Mm-mm. 
but that no. has been in my head all day. Yeah. Um, Joe Medicine Crow, he was the last Plains War Chief. Um, and he fought Nazis in World War II. Hell yeah. Let's talk about him. He was also like really attractive. That helps. Yeah. yeah. It does help. I mean, going not here from to judge like, looks. No. Right. It helps. It helps though. Sometimes it helps, sometimes it doesn't. Sorry, Amy. I'm not sorry, Amy. You <laughs> fucking rotten <laughs> person. Fuck off, Amy. I'm surprised they haven't shaved her head. I mean, she'd look better. She still has it. She ha- now it's just like grayed. I yeah. I saw it. Joe Medicine Crow, he was born in 1913 on uh, Crow Reservation in Montana, and he's raised on Crow Nation traditions, um, as most are if you're born on a reservation. Uh, His grandfather, his name was... uh, white man runs him he was a scout for general custer see you. prior to the battle of little bighorn and then his other grandfather chief medicine crow was a revered war hero so he's from a he's got a lineage of badass uh war dudes joe grew up with all of these stories of crow warriors i mean like this is early 1900 so this is like right at the time where it's like all of the stories that had been told orally are now being like it's like the that breaking point of hey oral tradition is really on its way out we're starting to so he's like kind of collecting all of these stories Mm -hmm. we low-key come back to that later but so he's learning all the stories he learns to ride horses bareback he learns how to survive montana winters and hunt game again this is 1913, not 1813, not 1713, not 1613. Like, kind of to point out, like, the tradition was very, very heavy and still is to this day. His tribe's history inspired him to study history and anthropology in college. Uh, in 1939, he's the first member of the Crow Nation to earn a master's degree. He goes to USC and he's on his way to a doctorate. Um, and then he leaves for the army. So he's coming from a long line of crow scouts uh, and the army sees this and they're like, hey, we know what you're going to be good at. Why don't you be a scout mm-hmm. <laughs> for the 103rd Infantry Division in 1943? So by the end of 1944, Joe was in France and he is pushing back Nazis back into Germany. And before battles, he uh, Medicine Crow would paint two red war stripes on his arms and that would be under his uniform. I don't know that you want red stripes outside of your uniform in World War II. No. And this was Crow tradition. So he would that, that was part of his like gearing up and getting ready. He also carried a yellow eagle feather that was a sacred feather from a Sundance medicine man. So becoming a war chief in the Crow Nation and I believe in most indigenous people's uh, tradition is not easy, especially after the U.S. government pretty much uh, eradicated all of any life on the Great Plains that was relevant to indigenous peoples you had to pass four tests to become a war chief one of them touching a living enemy stealing an an enemy's weapon stealing an enemy's weapon successfully lead a war party and then steal a horse from an enemy camp it's actually like technically sneak into an enemy camp Mm -hmm. and steal a horse sounds like hard shit to do absolutely i had one of whitney's um sparkling wines um last week and i made about 30 seconds before she caught me and punched me so i don't think i'd be able to do anything like this i mean you just got to get back on that horse i do 
bareback. <laughs> the horse one specifically of those four was getting harder and harder as indigenous peoples were pushed onto reservations and horses started disappearing from battlefields. We don't need them. Uh, we don't need to needlessly kill majestic beasts. So while he's uh, back to World War II, 1944, while he's uh, raiding a small French town, Joe finds himself alone in an alley with a German soldier. So he uses his rifle to knock the German's gun to the ground, taking a weapon from an enemy. Mm-hmm. And then he takes the German in as a prisoner of war, touching a living enemy. Joe was infantry and he didn't lead a ton of missions. So that other point there would be a little bit difficult. But um, a commanding officer did put him in charge at one point. They were his company was surrounded by German soldiers and he was sent on this mission to basically like walk through landmines and enemy fire and enemy soldiers to bring ammunition back to his company. That. Uh-huh. Yeah, which I'm also like, of course you fucking put him in command. Yeah, exactly. You piece of shit. You piece of shit. But he successfully led seven men, and he ended up saving the company by getting that ammunition back to them. And then at this point, he has now completed three of the steps to becoming a Crow war chief. How's he going to get those horses? How are we going to get them? Especially because the Nazi army was famously mecha- uh, mechanized. Mm-hmm. What is a horse? Define a horse. What can a tank? Can a tank be a horse? Oh, (laughs) no. Saying in like a metaphorical sense. No. Okay. Mm -mm. I think I think there's an argument there. I do, but I'm not a part of this culture, so. I mean, I think this is something maybe we can ask the internet, (laughs) and certainly is a tank a horse? Yeah. I mean, on Reddit right now, we got to find out. We got to get to the bottom of it. So, but at the end of the day, the armies were still relying on horses to transport artillery and supplies. It's just specifically the Nazi army was like, look at our fucking metal. Oh, but they did have limited access to oil. So some Nazi companies still used horses. During the final days of World War II, you know, the Germans are chaotically retreating. Medicine Crow ends up tracking some SS troops fleeing on horseback. We followed their trail in the moonlight and arrived at a villa, Joe recalled. We came there and found a little pasture with a barn. So the company is surrounding the barn and Joe's like, "Mm -mm, about these horses, though. And he was like, maybe I should go get those horses. Um, It's just like a personal thing. It's just like, you know, I just, you know, we don't want the SS guys to like escape on them. The horses aren't guilty of anything. No, they are not. And also they could escape on them. Joe snuck toward the corral he quickly created a bridle from a short rope which was the same way that crow warriors had done for centuries and then joe leaped on a horse left leaped i never know uh and rode on okay he jumped up on and rode away creating a stampede of 50 more horses (laughs) and causing absolute chaos in the nazi ranks uh and just as joe made it out of the fringe range his army division started launching artillery shells so it's kind of one of i just i keep playing benny hill in my head of like (laughs) yeah like he takes the horses and then everybody's like well where's our horses and then they come out they're pulling their pants on and all the Nazis get they bombed. They put their yeah. swastika upside down. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, no. no now it's crazy. It's, now it's Buddhist. Uh, uh. Um, and then just... <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, and the little X's on their eyes. Yeah. Yes. Makes it kind of kind of fun. Fun or sad. See? It, it can be both. <laughs> As Joe Medicine Crow rode back to his camp, he began singing a crow praise song. I sang this song a little bit and rode around the, uh, the horses, Joe said. The horses looked at me. Finally, I left them in the woods. Like, be free. Get. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so when Joe returned to the farmhouse, the Germans had surrendered. They're going back to where they need to go. And Joe keeps riding the horse because he's like, look, I've been walking. I've been walking for years. And so he's on the horse. And then finally his commanding officer's like, hey, dude, you're kind of like a just a huge target right now. Yeah. Like, you got to get off the horse. Like, I know it's we're yeah, we are winning right now, but get off the horse. So when Joe Medicine Crow returns home, he's named a war chief by Crow elders because he had completed all four tasks. Hell yeah, you did. Uh, he also earned a Bronze Star and the French Legion of Honor for his service. In 1948, Joe becomes official Crow Nation historian and anthropologist. He taught Crow traditions and uh, the Battle of Little Bighorn. Like he was really happy that he got to teach other you know, younger Crow Nation folk uh, about the Battle of Little Bighorn. He also, he wrote reenactment scripts for it, and those are the ones that are still used today. So whenever people are like, let's go reenact a, a fun war, I hmm. will never understand it, but I'm yeah, happy it's his script. They love it. Yeah. yeah. At least be accurate. Yeah. Yeah. In 2009, Barack Obama awarded him the medal of freedom and then at that point his 95 year old ass went out and performed a ceremonial dance afterwards Dang. yeah and then joe died in 2016 he was old he was that 102 over, yeah. jesus 102 the only other crow soldier to come close to completing the four feats of valor to be named a war chief was joe medicine crow's nephew during the vietnam war and i had to read this three times to figure out that this is this man's name uh carson walks over ice because i was like wait walking over ice is one of the feats and i was like i'm a white woman <laughs> um so Carson Walks Over Ice was a he was a Green Beret in the Vietnam War and he managed all of the feats except that fucking horse. So he was like <laughs> he did say it. I did get two elephants and that should have counted for something. Hey, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. Okay. Two elephants, yes. But the elders did not see it my way. Huh. So what's stick in the muds? Yeah. So um that's our dude Joe Medicine Crow. I did look up a picture of him and he's very cool. Yeah, I know. That pic he's is very hot. moody. Yeah. Look how old he is. I know, he's so old in the other picture. Yeah. It's like also hot <laughs> as a hundred and two year old. Yeah. So yeah, I saw this Whitney and I thought of you the entire time. Um, so I'm just going to read through it real quick. Let's do it. Uh, by the time Richard Dick Norris Williams, that's the first thing that made me think of you, boarded <laughs> the Titanic in 1912. <gasps> He'd made a name for himself as a promising young tennis player born to American parents in Geneva, Switzerland on January 29th, 1891. He planned to return to the United States to play tournaments and enroll at Harvard. But on April 14th at about 11.40 uh -huh. p.m., the Titanic hit an iceberg. Heard of it? No. No. Yes. I guess we never got the iceberg's name, and that feels a little rude. It does, but, yeah. you know, it was different times. Yeah, lost um, a time. <laughs> Richard and his father, Charles, um, a direct descendant of Benjamin Franklin, left their first class stateroom on sea deck as the uh, disaster unfolded. Unsure what to do. They head toward the bar. 
Uh, yes. They stop along the way and then come across a steward trying to open a stuck door. Passengers are panicking, blah, 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 blah. Richard rams his shoulder against the door and broke in. The steward uh, is, as depicted in the James Cameron film Titanic, <gasps> Uh, Huffley told Richard that he'd report him to White Star Lines for damages. <laughs> um, Richard and Charles finally made it to the bar. Another steward told him it was closed. Uh, give is, me the bottle, bitch. This yeah. is the most fun Titanic story yeah. yes. I've heard. Uh, Charles handed... Fun or sad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rich, uh, both. Yeah. <laughs> Charles handed Richard his empty flask and they went next to the Titanic gym uh, as Richard pedaled on a stationary bike to stay warm. Uh, they listened to a ship's physical educator, Thomas McCauley, who boasted that a life jacket would slow him down. In the end, life jackets would save very few people as freezing water engulfed the ship. Richard felt himself pulled out to sea. His father, Charles was either crushed by the ship's collapsing funnel or drowned. And then he said, I was not underwater very long. And as soon as I came to the top, I threw off my big fur coat. I also threw off my shoes. About 20 yards away, I saw something floating. I swam to it and found a col collapsible boat. Oh. So this dude yeah, is on out. his shit. Um, let's see. He starts seeing um, the lights from the Carpathian. Um, or wait, no. He's starting to... He's, from the sea, he's watching the Titanic go down, and he said, as the uh, as the bow went under, the stern lifted higher and higher into the air, then pivoted and swung slowly over my head. Had it come down, I would have been crushed. Looking straight up, I saw three propellers and the rudder distinctly outlined against the clear sky. <sighs> she slid into the ocean, you know, because all boats are female. Uh, no suction, no noise. Ugh. That's worse. That's so creepy. Mm -hmm. And so then they were uh, rescued by Carpathia. Seeing the ship's doctor was like, hey, uh, your legs are frozen. Um, and he uh, cheerfully advised amputation. Norris Williams was like, no, 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 no. I'm not doing that. I'm going to need those. And so he was determined. And he, every two hours, would go and walk the deck of the Carpathia to get his legs back. Huh. And just a few months later, he's back on the tennis court. So it fucking worked? Yep. Holy shit. And it worked really well. Yeah. Because in August of 1912, Richard won mixed doubles with Mary Brown at the U.S. National Championships, today called the U.S. Open. And two years later, he bested a fellow Titanic survivor, Carl Baer. Before I think I make it a competition. That's not really... No, but... Continue. But, like, who survived the best? Yeah. Yes. Um, before triumphing over Maurice E. McLaughlin to win the competition, uh, R. Norris took a, a brief break from tennis to serve in World War One, where his bravery earned him the Croix de Guerre uh, and the Legion of Honor. Uh, but on his return, he once again notched up victories and even won a gold medal in the 1924 Olympics in Paris. Jesus, this guy. Um, so he's in the Tennis Hall of Fame, blah, 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 blah. The main point was that he was a Titanic badass yep. and a uh, Olympic gold medal. Winner. What's his name again? R. Norris uh, Williams. Williams. Yes. I was like, is he hot too? <laughs> is he, hot? he was okay. Uh, his eyes are a little close they, together. That is exactly. But his legs work. Not unattractive. Yeah. 
So that's a good picture. A little coat. Yeah, that one's uh, that one's acceptable. Dang birthday story from the Titanic. Eee. What a weird niche interest to be tied to your personality it's like, so yeah. many more people than you thought titanic it and is. olympics it is it is mm-hmm. two for two mm-hmm. dang well and dolly parton was there and dolly parton was there <laughs> she was cheering him Wrap on from the together. stands and that tennis player's name dolly, dolly parton, parton. <laughs> or what those her? olympics were held in dollywood yeah. in pigeon forge Tennessee. oh my god <laughs> You know, that sounds like a Simpsons predictive episode or something where the like 2040 Olympics are held in Dollywood. <laughs> I would go. I, I want to be there. May I fucking so heartbeat. Let's, let's Please go. let me be still living in yeah. 2040. Let's go to Dollywood for spring break. Only we can bop down will. to the redneck grave afterwards. Oh, and we yeah. can go to Branson. Oh my God. My, <gasps> in, my, the my brother and sister-in-law yeah. just bought property in, outside of Branson. They're building a house outside of Branson. Okay. So we can all go. Let's go. Yeah. They're like, our house isn't finished yet. We can just show up. They have a trailer. We're camping. Yeah. Tight. Yeah. Well, now we have plans for next year. Yay. There's a new reason to live. I was just going to kill myself. I know. But now you've got at least until March, at the end of March. Now we'll do something fun. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Rate us on wherever. On hotornot.com, please. And uh, follow us at Weird Brunch and... Make your family listen to this. If you have a yes. long car ride that you have mm-hmm. to go see family or involve family in, <laughs> load up a couple yeah. episodes of these. Or instead of letting people talk at dinner, just play your phone mm-hmm. real loud yep. and play us on yep. over like a speaker or something. No, or even just, just on from your, your phone. phone. Or like dump out like the vase of to make flowers like an and like be like, this is my trick. And yeah. be like, oh, you've never heard of this? Like an Get asshole. a party cup. Yeah. yeah. And then put your phone in it to act as a fake speaker. Yeah. Okay. That sounds like a good plan. Goodbye, okay, everybody. Bye. Gobble, gobble. Gobble. <laughs>